0: We are at BMO Field. My name is Mike Hogan. That's Jeff Johnson. We are your hopefully lovable play-by-play team tonight as the Argos get ready for the Calgary Stampede. Stampeders coming off a mere 60 to 1 win over the uh, Hamilton Tie Cats who are in a heap of trouble down the QEW and the Toronto Argonauts coming off a hard-fought tough loss in Regina where you got to give guys their props. I, I don't yes, know who sir. could have stopped Deron Carter that game. Yeah. Those, that's oh. among the best Single game performances I can remember. There ever. would have been penalties if they stopped them, right? There was no way that was happening. And we're just getting ready for the uh, pregame here, and it looks like somebody has maybe passed out on the field. Somebody who was uh, oh out to bear the big flag. I don't know if they fell. Maybe the w- uh, maybe they fell. If the, uh, there's there have been some gusting winds here at BMO, uh, so I don't know if they fell and maybe hurt a knee or just uh, it's it is so muggy Very down humid. on the field. They just humid. just in. Incredibly muggy down on the field. Um, I don't know if maybe they were overcome by the uh, by the heat, so uh, we may be a little bit later starting this game. They are going to do the uh, coin toss, nonetheless. But uh, just your overall thoughts heading into this game and how to stop the Calgary Stampeders. Oh, it's a big game. This is the
1: uh, second third of the season, right? This is um, Argos are squaring off against Stampeders, best in the West a team that has uh, not shown any weaknesses. They they are uh, <laughs> they're a tough squad. I think one of the one of the big uh, keys to this game is going to be slowing down Jerome Messam. I mean, they're going to move the ball in the air. They're going to score some points. Um, obviously, the turnover battle is huge, um, limiting the big plays. But I think uh, doing their best to slow down big Jerome and, and keeping it to the air only will yep. allow the Argos secondary that I think is quite good. Um, to go to work a little bit.
0: It's interesting with the wind the way it has been and it has been swirling. The Argonauts won the toss and did not defer. They want the damn ball. They are taking the football to start this game and I like it. I don't know when we're going to start here, but uh, you know Scott Shannon and the training staffs of both football teams are out now tending to uh, to one of the people who is holding up the flag before the game. And oh, if, you've sto- if you've been to a if you've been to a that is good news. Yeah. Uh, the, the, if you've been to a sporting event, they do this at most football stadiums now. Um, they have, you know, 100 people or so come out with this giant, you know, 60 yard long flag that yes. uh, that probably goes almost the width of the field as well. And I don't know how many people it takes to hold that thing up, but uh, there were probably it looked like around 50 in line tonight. And uh, all well, of a sudden, when uh, it gets off.
1: gusty, hoagie, yeah. it
0: can be actually
1: difficult to hold it. Right? I mean, the the wind grabs the flag, and so there's definitely a little exertion there. And uh, looks like he, he he's up and
0: walking off and supported yeah, as he walks off the field here walking pretty gingerly i don't know if it's if he just maybe lost uh, uh lost it with the uh, with the humidity because as mentioned it's really bad so there's some good news argos are going to get the ball first and that means we're going to get a look at ricky ray first up with the argonauts here's the starting offense for the argos as we get ready to go offensive line from left to right is will campbell the big rookie out of michigan tyler holmes out of tulsa uh, the ottawa native from calgary Hometown boy for the Stamps, Sean McEwen also played his college ball at the University of Calgary. Corey Watman from Queensville in eastern Michigan is the right guard and from McMaster and Font Hill. Chris Van Zyl now in his 11th year in the CFL, his 10th in double blue. The uh, offensive uh, machine that is the receiving core will uh, line up as follows. Malcolm Williams, we will have S.J. Green, we will have Jeff Fuller, we will have Anthony Coombs, and Khalil Payton is back in the lineup as well. Uh, looks like the starting running back will be Brandon Whitaker, Pavolki, and James Wilder are dressed. Declan Cross is the fullback when they go to that formation, and Ricky Ray is the quarterback. Argos are wearing their uh, home blues, blue jersey, white hat, white pants. Calgary's in uh, white tops with red numbers, red pants, and black helmet. I don't know who really has the wind here because it's swirling. Maybe the Argos here in the opening quarter. So they get the ball and the wind with Tristan uh, sorry, with uh, Martise Jackson deep. Either way, either way,
1: Hogue, it is gusty. It is swirling, it's changing, and uh, it is going to play a factor, I think, uh, in the passing game.
0: With Edwards out of the lineup, I was wondering who they were going to put deep uh, as the other man on kickoff, and it will be Cam McDaniel, the uh, second-year player who's with the Alouettes for a bit last year. He's out of the University of Notre Dame. He hits it hard. Renee Perez is ready to go. He tees it up at the 35-yard line as the Stamps move left to right, and this game is underway. Now Marquise Jackson is going to take it to the 15-yard line Far number. Cuts through the middle of the field at the 25 to the 30. Tiptoes his way across the 35 to the 36. And that's where young Ricky Way will start. 15th year out of Sacramento State. Is completing 69% of his passes. Has over 2,200 yards through six games. Nine touchdowns with a few drops as well. Yep. Three interceptions as well. He has been lights out.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, his his completion percentage over the 15 years is
0: at 70, just over 70%, so he's right there. That's what he is. Yeah, that's just consistency, incredible. So number 15 will be in the pistol, and uh, they will go with a single back in Whitaker to start this game. And uh, it is first down at the 36-yard line, and they will go right up the middle trying to establish the run with Whitaker, who will get to the 40, so he'll get four yards on first down. Whitaker averaging three yards per carry so far this year.
1: That was a uh, solid run, and I just have an ISO camo. Declan crosses down there as he was lined up in the fullback spot, waggled over, went straight up the A-gap, one-on-one with big uh, Singleton. Alex, Alex Singleton, yep. the middle linebacker, and Declan took him right out of the hole.
0: The market just shy of the 40-yard line, so it's about three and a half yards, so we'll call it a long six to get on second down. Movement aplenty at the line of scrimmage. Calgary was sending it. look like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven 2, 3, 4, 5, players, 8 was players. Coming they sent eight they were bringing it and did they jump offside or were they gone serrano number, number 54. five yard so penalty Chris Van Zyl the right tackle for moving and i don't know if he was maybe a little anxious to get out of his stance because calgary was bringing everybody don't bulls get fired up when they see red <laughs> <laughs> right so he had a little big bull over there got a little excited when
1: there was all that yeah. red across from him
0: second down we'll call 11 to go now back at the 35 yard line three receivers up top a ball on the left hash mark it's going to be a malcolm williams to the boundary back to pass away steps up goes long he's looking for sj green who stopped and went and maybe stopped a bit too long he could have been in behind coverage instead it hits the carpet it'll be third down and 11. interesting Sha- shaquille robinson
1: was in coverage there on sj green and the reason i say interesting is it looked like sj was going to cut underneath shaquille but ricky threw it over top like he was expecting sj to go long as hoagie noted there and uh, yeah, I'm sure the guys are going to catch up on the sideline and just queue up uh, communication there.
0: Roy Finch drops back for the Stamps at about his own 30-yard line. Liram Hyrallah, who is the punter. And this is not a great punt. It'll corkscrew and hit at the 39-yard line. Bounce, 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 bounce down to the 30. And now Finch is going to be tackled. It comes up. goes have it. It is recovered by Cam Walker. The former Guelph Griffin makes the grab with his old coach, Kevin McNeil, on the Stamps tonight. There's one to impress the coach. The Argos have it inside the 35. Hogan, I think that might have been Matt Webster
1: punching that ball out as he flew in the air. Declan Cross actually cut the returner off. Webster followed in and uh, may have punched that ball out. Cam Walker there, big boy downfield fast to jump on the fumble.
0: Great coverage. Nice to see Queens and Guelph getting along. They had some unbelievable playoff games when those two players were in the OUA. Now here they are teaming up. To give the Argos a first down at the Calgary 32-yard line. Scoreless a minute and three quarters in. Big play. Three receivers out to the right with a double tight end set. Back to pass is Ray. Looking, looking. Throws a seed down to the 20-yard line. Jeff Fuller with the catch. And that will be very close to the first down marker. And they're going to give him forward progress to the 21. It's good for 11 and a first down.
1: Fuller lined up outside to the far right. Cuts in on a dig pattern about 10 yards, 12 yards deep finds a little space to settle in and uh, Ricky Hooper puts it on
0: the money in between three defenders. Fuller needs a big game he's had 100 yard game I think it was the opening game against Hamilton.
1: Touchdown last week.
0: Yep he's got to get it going three receivers to the left back to pass Ray he's going to go to the right side and again it's a quick little curl caught inside the 15 down close to first down yardage and that's S.J. Green who else with the grab and for S.J. that is number 38 on the season. He's on pace for a 1,758-yard campaign with 111 catches. Whew. Those are
1: some big numbers, Hoax.
0: That would be if it holds up. That's killer pace right there. I'll tell you how good that is historically among Argo seasons after this play, unless it's a big play one way or the other. Touchdown. Ball at the 12-yard line. They're going to mark it just shy of the first down. Cody Pichardo said he's going to run forward and get the first down to the 10-yard line first down Argos so S.J. Green on pace for 1,758 yards should that be the final number it would be the fourth best receiving year ever by a Toronto Argonaut Wow Terry Greer 2003 Mookie Mitchell and even 2000 Daryl K. Smith at 1826 and then S.J. would fit in ahead ahead of Greer and Mookie again wow. at 1758 long way to go though yeah yeah it's a long season and ricky ray has just been shredding defenses and he's been doing that on this drive so far first down at the 10 they can't get the first down without the touchdown ray rolls out to his left and it's just going to throw it in the general direction of Khalil payton to make sure he didn't get sacked as the pocket broke down eventually they gave him some time but nobody was open at second and 10.
1: Or, uh, ricky was looking towards uh, sj green jeff fuller was out to that side as well and and uh, Khalil Payton. But uh, I believe his target, he wanted to hit SJ, but he ended up on the turf, and I think he may have uh, got knocked down or slipped.
0: Was he in the end zone when he slipped?
1: He was in the end zone. Ah, so he may
0: have slipped on the uh, change in surface. I think so. It's an artificial surface in the end zone here. Natural grass to the goal line. Second and 10, right back to pass against the four-man rush. He looks, he dumps it off in the middle. He's got a man touchdown. SJ Green did not slip that time. He's got the ball, and the Argos have the lead.
1: That's a big play right there. S.J. Green in a, in a trio with Anthony Coombs and Khalil Payton. S.J. cuts inside. Coombs goes out to the left. Payton goes high. And uh, S.J. makes the cut around the three-yard mark. Creates that separation. Ricky watches it the whole way. Puts the ball on the money. S.J.
0: does what he does extremely well. Touchdown number three is a uh, Toronto three. Argonaut. That was a little easier than the one he had last week in Regina, which was a spectacular catch in double coverage. And nobody remembers it because the next series down the other way, <laughs> Deron Carter made that one-handed thing in the end zone. Unbelievable! Here's Hiru Lahu for the extra point. It is up, and it is good. He is a perfect 9 for 9 this season on extra points, and the Argos have a 7 nothing lead. We'll come back. Calgary finally gets the ball. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Ricky Ray to SJ Green. It's 7-0 for the Toronto Argonauts. Third touchdown of the year for S.J. Green. Ricky Ray, 3 of 5 for 30 yards on that open drive.
1: Hoagie, turnovers, baby. Yep. That's huge. You know, the Stamps had an opportunity. They force the Argos quick uh, two and out, and returner has an
0: opportunity, puts
1: the ball on the turf. Argos capitalize on it. Huge, huge start to the game for
0: Toronto. So it will be once again dropping back Roy Finch for the Calgary Stampeders. Patrick Levels. One of the defensive backs will drop back with him. Uh, rookie out of Baylor.
1: Hoagie, oh, you see that uh, little onside kick that uh, Saskatchewan got last week? Yep. See that cushion there where you've got your front line uh, on the return team? They're, what, 12, 13 yards? Yep. The Argos front line, as I heard, started to creep beyond 15. The uh, Riders picked up on it, and they
0: took advantage. And they certainly did. A loved-up play from the Riders. Tyra Lahu, a low-bullet line-by-kick taken by Finch at the 6-yard line have gone up the near numbers 20 25 and there is a seam up the middle he's going to hit it cut back 40 45 50 chased from behind he's brought down at the 50 yard line of the argonauts no hang time on that kick by hiver and that cost him
1: yes it did and, uh, let's talk about that effort by nakas onyaka because nakas runs the returner down from behind and if he doesn't do this finch is so savvy that he slows down to allow his blockers to get back into position again and That's what he was doing. He allowed a couple of his blockers to get in front, and when he cut back behind him, Nyaka was there to make the tackle.
0: We'll go down shortly to the third member of our broadcast team, Kate Pedersen. First up, though, it's Bo Levi-Mitchell and company at it for the Calgary Stampeders. We'll introduce the defense momentarily as well. And they're going to give the ball to Big Joe mess him up the middle to the 45 with a 40, brought down... At the 36 yard line, 12 yards on the first down. Kate Pederson down on the Argo sideline, Kate. Hoagie before kickoff, Calgary DB's Shaq Richardson and Tommy Campbell exchanging some words with SJ Green. SJ Green not happy about it, so you knew someone was going to be making a play with that heat going on. And sure enough, action speaking louder than words for SJ Green tonight. Thank you, Kate. Backing it up. You can talk the talk, you got to back it up, though. He's getting fired up. I like it. For Levi Mitchell. Sixth year out of uh, Eastern uh, Washington. He'll throw the ball to the far sideline. Gets drilled as he throws it, as there was a meeting at the quarterback by the two ends, Troy Davis and Sean Lemon. The tackles for the Argonauts tonight, Dylan Wynn and Jeff Finley, the linebackers. Bear Woods flanked by Cassius Vaughn and Marcus Ball. Jermaine Gabriel in the middle. They've moved uh, Kadarius Ford out to the field corner. Rico Murray will be the field half. Brandon Harris will move over and play the boundary. Uh, halfback spot Johnny Sears out and no it's not because of that play we'll get to that in a minute what play (laughs) (laughs) it's one way of looking at it second down is down back to pass Mitchell going over the middle he's got a man tight coverage and it is incomplete and they're throwing a flag come on stride for stride and the fans here don't like it and I don't blame them Cassius Vaughn I guess will be the guilty party is Rico Murray? toronto number 26 it is point gone. of foul automatic first down Calgary. Well. now you only get one challenge flag now they changed that rule on wednesday jj here's the replay take a look well Marque mcdaniel on uh cassius vaughn mcdaniel going
1: vertical a little bit of arm wrestling yeah. uh, i don't know right at the last second it looked like mcdaniel got his hands out but the ref may have seen them wrestling just prior to that and I mean, if Daniels had well. caught that, I'll tell you right now, there was a train coming across the back end by the name of Jermaine Gabriel it would have absolutely just probably, that ball would have flown Mark out, Mark Pressman
0: was <laughs> on the air today talking on TSN 1050, talking about only using a challenge in a game-changing situation. He thinks this is a game-changing situation. He's just thrown the flag. It will be first down at the three, at the five-yard line, or it will be a punting situation or maybe a long field goal. See... What's interesting about this is... Toronto is challenging
1: the previous play of called defensive pass interference. We'll review the play.
0: Kim Murphy is the official. And we'll take the timeout while they take a look-see. It's 7-0 Argos. Big, big replay review coming up. We'll let you know what it says when we come back. It's Argo Football on TSN 1050. 9:03 remaining, opening quarter, seven nothing Argos. JJ and I had the opportunity to watch the replay, and we don't know. <laughs> We're 50-50 he, split. He <laughs> thinks it's going to be. No, it should well, be no call. I think that. I think that Vaughn got his hand underneath and hooked the bicep of Marquay McDaniel. Incidental, but in slow motion, when they slow it down like the Zapruder film, like they do, I think that you're going to see that it's going to be a, a pass interference call against the Argonauts.
1: And, Hoagie, I think the issue here is uh, that it's not conclusive to overrule it, so I think it's going to remain pass interference uh, as it was called on the field.
0: Jeff Harbin is the video replay official over on Wellington Street, and here's Kim Murphy, our official After tonight. review, the ruling on the field stands, pass interference, yep. Toronto number 26. JJ, I think he hooked his arm. I, you know, they'll let the hand fighting go but was he got his first team timeout. So the Argos lose a timeout, their first of two, I, I, and they I lose s- their challenge. I see what you're saying on the hook, but there's also
1: a natural kind of running motion. It's so he subtle. The, he grabbed the jersey. Yeah, there's some pretty
0: equal arm jabbing yeah. that's going on. and then it, Right there he got his hand underneath, and there he hooked the arm. Yeah. That's I'm sure that's what they yeah, called. I think so. I think you're right. Ball at the five-yard line. Bo Levi is going to go to the end zone on first down, throwing a fade for Markway McDaniel, who looked away from the football. I have no idea why he did that. He looked
1: up? over his shoulder after the ball went over. I think he may have been thinking it was going to the other receiver. Wow. Right? Well, that's the only thing you can think of on that play. And that's the various Daniels. But it, kind of unusual
0: that both receivers were in similar territory, which I don't think they should have been. Dude, you've got you've got Jerome Messam, and you're throwing a 40-yard fade pattern couple yeah, the five. Well, that's fine. I uh, just yeah, don't know about that play no, call. You're right. Oh. Looked like Marcus Ball was spying on Jerome Messam on that play. And now they are going to give it to the big man who's going to go off tackle to the left side and find the end zone. Jerome Messam to the house, and his sixth touchdown of the year will cut the lead till seven to 7-6. Uh, to, seven to six.
1: You cannot let him build momentum. We talked about it earlier in the week. You know, John Cornish, one of his secrets was getting started, right? No. He got He got started, and... He had incredible acceleration, very deceiving. Messam doesn't have that top end speed, but once he gets going, he's so big that you can't slow him down. You, I mean, you're going to have to chop him down and, you know, take out one of those massive trunk thighs to take him down. And his, his, you know, he does such a good job of lowering his pad level to about two and a half feet off the ground that
0: in a short si- situation like that, you're not getting him if he ready, gets started. Ray Paredes for the extra point. It's up. Has the distance. Drilled it. 7-7 is our score with 8-10 remaining in the open quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the double blue. This is TSN 1050. <laughs> Stampeders right, the big man of the end zone. 255 pounds of love. Gerald Messam with a five-yard run. Answers the Ricky Ray to SJ Green touchdown pass, and we are tied at 7-7. Did you expect, to expect anything less? Uh, well, I From was the ta- Stampeders. We talked to uh, – I was down on the field and up here, and we were kind of talking before the game as we always do. What, what's your gut tell you about this game? And I, I feel this is like Ottawa or the game against Saskatchewan, first team to 30. Yeah. Like this might be a sort of a 34-28 kind of game. That's the way I'm looking. I might, I might be dead wrong, but so far they've uh, they've answered that with each team scoring a touchdown on its initial possession.
1: Well, the fact that the Argos have thrown away their challenge, I mean, their challenge is gone now, so they don't have that late in the game when
0: it could be, you know, something crucial that they may need. It's gone. And it's funny, th- I think that's only the third challenge Trustman has had all year. He had the fewest number of challenges of any coach in the CFL.
1: Yeah, and he's very strategic with it. And, uh, you know what, that's a big play there. He's, you know, hoping to obviously uh, negate that big throw and, and penalty. But,
0: uh, you know what, S- still early. Argos have a chance to answer right here. Martise Jackson is deep, along with Cam McDaniel, and it'll be Jackson waiting for it at his own 13-yard line. Far hash marks. They'll come to the middle of the field to the 20 to the 25. Cut back and get an extra four or five close to the 30-yard line. And that's where Ricky Ray will take over. 60 percent, 3 of 5 on the opening drive, 30 yards one at, and a touchdown. Ray this year has averaged. Here's an average game for Ricky Ray this season. 31 of 44 for 380 yards. <laughs> one-and-a-half touchdowns, and half an interception. Oh, that's ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. 300,
0: 388 yards. Yeah. It helps when you throw for 5 And so his six one.
1: consecutive games of 300-plus was yes. the first time he's ever done that.
0: Yes. He's 100. only the ninth player in CFL history to accomplish that at any point of the season, not just the first six games of the year. And how many times has it been done seven times? Uh, something like that. They're going to go up the middle. Big hole, and it's going to be Brandon Whitaker for a first down. 12 yards for Whit almost his longest run of the season and it's going to be a first down uh the nice see wet back out there the guys have done it Ed, sam etcheverry the rifle uh nine times in 1956 for montreal kent austin who had better days in 1991 kent. than he's having now he did it nine times for saskatchewan Calvillo and riley eight times each and i'll give you the other names in a moment first down at their own 41 yard line in this 7-7 game four receivers to the right ball on the left hash mark and back to pass goes Ray, and he's going to go to S.J. Green. Single coverage. Oh! Went up to try and make the catch in coverage and knocked away at the last second. And the fans, of course, want pass interference. Tommy Campbell is a six-foot-three corner, and he knocked down the pass at 2nd and 10. The other quarterbacks to throw for uh, six consecutive 300-yard games, uh, Danny Mack, Hank Burris, and some guy named uh, Kerwin Bell. Ooh, remember Kerwin? Eight games? Six. Six games. Six games. Not bad. Back to pass. Ricky Ray on second and ten. Flushed out of the pocket. Down he goes. He gets sacked uh, by Brian Hall, the former Argonaut, got him back at the 30-yard line. So a loss of 11 yards, and they'll basically be punting from where they started this drive. And a three and out so yep. to speak, for the Argos.
1: I think uh, Anthony Coombs got cut up in the line there. Argos were attempting to run a receiver screen as the old linemen were uh, letting the D lineman slide by.
0: And uh, either that or Ricky he just got cut up. Durham Hiralala, whose last punt was 46, and he missiles one all the way back. Tight spiral to the 24-yard line. Here comes Finch, though. Did he out- cut the, uh, kick? the coverage? Maybe to a degree he'll return it out to the... 47-yard uh, line, and that's where the Stamps will put it in play in this 7-7 game. Six minutes left in the opening quarter. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. <laughs> Argo 7, Calgary 7, six minutes and five seconds remaining in the opening quarter. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you here at BMO Field. And uh, after the Finch return, the uh, Stamps will get decent position at the 47 after a hell of a boot by Liram Hyrolahu. Yeah, that was a bomb
1: that came off of Lurum's foot. And I think he really did uh, outkick the coverage. The only player downfield for the Argos that was anywhere near the catch or the reception was uh, Levi Noel, who, uh, in my opinion, the the block was was a little suspect. Yeah, yeah, the touchdown maker. And uh, nonetheless, big return by Finch. But on the last play there that uh, SJ had a chance of making the catch, Brandon Whitaker had great pickup. Uh, Saw the free safety coming up the middle. Stepped up and sent him backwards, Adelake. Adele, Tunde Adelake.
0: Tunde Adelake. He was so good at Carlton. He is one of my favorite OUA players of all time. I'm so happy he got an opportunity to play at this level. First down at the 47-yard line. Stamps moving toward the lake, left to right, across the TSM 1050 dial. Back to pass. Goes go Levi Mitchell to the numbers far side. It is caught shy of the first down by Markway McDaniel. Very nice open field tackle made by Cassius Vaughn.
1: Mr. Vaughn right there. McDaniel with the quick out route. Very difficult to defend. And Vaughn was right behind him as the completion's made. Cassius makes a textbook tackle. That's what we're going to need this evening from this defense.
0: We have somebody down here. I think there's just a water break. Is there anybody down? No, is there a timeout? All the, uh, all the training staff out on the field. It might be a humidity timeout, Hope. They do that? <laughs> That's news tonight. Oh, they do. Oh I see. Now we have an Argo back on a knee. He had taken a knee and then stood up, and now he's back on a knee. And we'll try and get you the number. Tony Adelike was a, uh, a DB playing safety here who returned kicks for the Carlton Ravens. Um, his first year as a as a true freshman, where everybody on Carlton was essentially a uh, a true freshman, he just had this knack of returning kicks for touchdowns, and he would go really? into a crowd and come out of the crowd and go. How the hell did he come out of the crowd? And then he would just run by guys. And it's exciting when you see that, isn't it? Of all of the guys who got drafted this year, I was most happy to see him. Because you know what it's like. You don't see guys. Jimmy Allen was a guy like that who played at Queens. Yeah. Who was a returner, a great returner at that level. Who Montreal gave him a look-see, not much of one, and then he was gone. And not only did, by the way, Jermaine Gabriel is the injured player. He's back up and walking off. Not only did the Stamps draft him, they gave him an opportunity to return. And early in the season, he took one back for a touchdown. Yes. So, I mean, awesome. he's, he's he's got that kind of thing going.
1: He's so got that it. He's got that it as a returner yeah. where uh, you just hit it, right? Like, there's no fear. You get the ball, you see the lane, and you when you hit it, you actually it accelerate slightly, and uh, you catch everybody off guard.
0: Bunch formation, and they're going to give the ball to Messam, who runs behind the bunch, drop the shoulder, and just knock the heck out of one of the potential tacklers by the Argos. By the time the 255-pounder, gets tackled. He's down at the Argo 47 and it's a first down.
1: Let me tell you something. Argo defense does not want to have to deal with a a running back the size of Jerome Messam on a short week. You guys just played a couple days ago. Uh, They're still feeling it. They're bruised. They're beat. And uh, then you got a 255 pounder who's coming at you with low center gravity.
0: First down and 10 for the 47 yard line. Over on the left hash mark. Back to back is the pass for Levi. Has a man wide open. It's going to be Lamar Durant. Who makes a spin move and is finally tackled by a couple of Argonauts at the 27-yard line. It's going to be a first down for the Simon Fraser product. Yeah, that's Kadarius Ford and uh, Rico Murray with the wrap-up. And Lamar Durant is not getting up.
1: I think Durant, as he was spinning, you know, sometimes when you spin it can be a little dangerous. If you have someone that's holding your leg and you're spinning... Yeah right you get your knee twisted up hip ankle something is going to get twisted up a bit and i think that's maybe what happened
0: and i'd be interested to know how long his spikes are because this is the only natural grass surface in the canadian football league and some guys will change their footwear and maybe not be used to it especially if they haven't played on natural grass in a while yeah and kudarius ford had him low and then rico murray came and hit him high and he's up and limping off, so a substantial limp he just got coming off the field. Okay. Uh, we hope he's okay. Yeah. Third-year player out of SFU. So it'll be a first down for the Stamps again, just outside the 26-yard line. Over here on the near hash mark now, Argos in their home blues, white pants, white helmets, defending the lake, as it were. And it'll be a first down, and it's a toss play over to Roy Finch and the smaller of the two backs will take it for a gain of about four. Nice job of the Argo defense to swarm and make the tackle, and it's your guy Troy Davis in on the hit.
1: Just going to say that is a heck of a play by Troy Davis. He has got the big offensive lineman, and Mr. Wilson, Spencer Wilson, just trying to drive him out, and Troy Davis slides right underneath it and makes an arm tackle on as He goes straight vertical.
0: What a tackle. Second down, six to go, so a passing situation for most. Although Jerome Messam is still in the game standing to the right of Bo Levi. Back to pass this is He's going to go to the far numbers. He has the receiver. Markway McDaniel makes a defender miss. Down to the 10. Out of bounds. And we talked in the pregame show about the Argos needing to make tackles and be very tackle sure. It didn't happen that time with Cassius Vaughn, and it's going to be a first and goal for the Stamps. You know who's excited about Jerome Messam being in the
1: backfield tonight? Marcus Ball. Marcus loves to hit. He <laughs> loves to hit. And I, I can tell you, he doesn't give a rat's banana how big the guy is in the backfield. And he just near about trucked Jerome Messam as he came up the middle. Messam stepped up to block him, and the uh, ball let him know that he's there.
0: A rat's banana.
1: Yeah, we could have gone. I was going to go somewhere else, but I figured it would be appropriate. On
0: First and goal from the nine. Back goes Mitchell. Down goes Mitchell. Meeting at the quarterback. Eliminate time for the Argo defense. And for Sean Lemon, who should get credit for this sack, That will be the fifth time he's put somebody to the canvas.
1: The Lemonator. Bringing it, coming off the ball hard, and uh, the Argos defense was bringing it here. There's, what, five, six guys coming, ball shadowing over top. No options for Bo Levi, pressure right away. Troy Davis in the back, Finley
0: just driving him back. The guys are working in there. That could be Dylan Wynn's sack, because I think he got there first. Was Watt out there as well? Maybe a half a sack each. Darryl Watt is on the field. First time this season the Western product is out. Mitchell's going to dump it off to Messam underneath for the 15. Bounces off one tackle. Not Marcus Ball, though. He makes a tackle at the 11-yard line, and this should set up a field goal attempt for the Calgary Stampeders.
1: Ooh, that's and it about does. a yard, eh? it, It's a yard, a
0: little more than a yard? Uh, no, it's, it's goal. It's are down. From, they need to get the oh, sorry. Yeah, that's from the 11.
1: That's a huge defensive play because Messam uh, was starting to spin and trying to build some momentum. Couldn't get it going because the Argo defense was swarming. Webster's in there.
0: Daryl wide in that play again. Great work uh, by the defense getting in- to the ball. Interesting stat by Rene Paredes. has been dynamite this year, kicking field goals. He's at 88%, 15 of 17. But he actually has a higher percentage kicking field goals than he does converts. He was at 83% before the first kick tonight. That's just a weird stat. Well, it sounds to me like on converts he might be mentally tuning out a little bit. 18-yard field goal is up and right down Main Street, and the Stampeders have cut in, actually taken the lead for the first time tonight. It is... 10-7 for the Stampeders. So I, h- what do you want to see now on this drive offensively? Well, first off, I'll take that all day. That just, You know what, that's
1: normally a 7 for the Stamps, especially last week. That would have been 7 on top of 7 on top of 7. But the Argos defense makes a big play. You get Marcus Ball in there in the backfield, hitting... You know, bringing the, the 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 heat, and I can tell you, even though Messam picked that up, Bo I heard that contact right beside him as he threw that ball away, and then on the next play, Argos get the sack, slow down some of that Stampeder momentum, and uh, turn that seven into a three. And now we get the Argos offense coming out here, and I, I want to see them be physical because the, you know what, the Argo defense is being really physical right now, which is tough to do on a very short week. They're
0: hitting and I want to see this Argos offense do the same thing. Before the kickoff, let's go down to the sideline for an injury update from Kate Pedersen. Kate? Hoagie, the trainer's taking a look at J. Michael Dean's neck and going through some concussion protocol. Terrence Plummer having some work done on his left ankle. And as you see, if you peek down, Jermaine Gabriel right now with ice on his right shoulder. Now he is staying loose and riding the bike, so we'll keep an eye on that. Thank you very much, Kate Pedersen. Jeez. Everybody's going to get it's in tonight. Early. right? Like early. It, with the humidity out there, they're going to try and keep as many people as fresh as possible. And you're going to see the rotation. You mentioned Daryl Watt in there. Justin Tuggle's going to play. Uh, I assume you're going to see some guys get in. You'll see Woodson maybe get in a little bit.
1: Okay, I'm, exci- I'm excited about Watt in there. When he, his first year, he was a
0: force to be reckoned with. Here's Marquise Jackson. Nine-yard line, far numbers. Cuts to the middle at full speed. Stutter step of the 20 to the 25 to the 30 with a flag down. And Jax will be taken down at the 32. Where that was thrown, it's going against Toronto, one would think. 142 remaining here in the opening quarter. It's now 10-7. On the return, holding number 41, Toronto. Ten-yard penalty, first down. And that's going to be Naka Sanieka, who made the nice play on specials.
1: So with Jermaine Gabriel, did, I think Webster came into free safety on that last drive in the middle there interesting to see uh who gets the opportunities and steps up uh in this kind of situation with uh you know the veteran matt black um no longer with the squad this yeah. week and uh you know you we were, surprised helped out in free safety there uh yeah, yeah it was a little bit you know what um middle of the season nine-year vet although i know he has had some he hasn't been on the field much this year he's been and unfortunately, that, you know, that,
0: if they made the decision didn't get a chance
1: to play much and Show what he has
0: in this ninth year. First down, Argos. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds. Ball at the 13-yard line after the penalty. First down, Toronto. They take the pitch to the far side, come to the near side. It's Anthony Coombs. Stutter, step, and go. He gets to the 24. He made something out of nothing there. That should have been about a three-yard completion. Instead, it's 11 and a first down.
1: See, this is what we're seeing from Anthony Coombs uh, this year, which we did not see. Uh, a lot uh, in his in his first two years and he is making a move or two and going vertical and he does a great
0: job of finding it gets behind tyler holmes
1: and gets that first down
0: first down at the 25 yard line that's a new wrinkle where they fake the toss and come back the other way and now they run a counter play to coombs he'll get to the 25 and there he showed patience to wait for a block to develop
1: he's feeling it right now i love it i absolutely love it he takes the ball off the counter and he's got two old linemen leading the way and he's just exercising a little patience wait for that
0: seat apart and he goes right between it for uh, what five yards three, uh, 264 yards in his last three games for the argos he's rolling and that's Good a run see. of five yards out to the 30-yard line over on the right hash mark now ray has wilder in the backfield now and ray's going to go over the middle and it is juggled and caught for the first down That was Khalil Payton who made the catch. His first grab of the night out to the 39-yard line and another double-blue first down. Huge, huge catch. This ball, I believe, is tipped right
1: before it gets to Khalil Payton's hands, and I'm not sure how he makes this catch, but incredible concentration as he runs a curl pattern, and he manages to hang on.
0: First down at their own 39-yard line. Argos moving left to right here. Final play of the quarter coming up. Play action. Ray steps up in the pocket, feels some pressure, dumps it out to Wilder, and a late hit against Ray. No, nope, it's going to be a hold against the Argonauts. So it will uh, go from a 2-yard gain probably to a loss of 10. We'll tell you what the penalty is, but I can tell you right now it's going to be holding against the Argos. Where will it be? We'll tell you when we get back. 10-7 Calgary through 15 minutes. You're listening to Argo Football holding on 50. Toronto.